So, Steph, you're all caught up on Peacemaker on HBO Max, yeah? For now. Well, since last night. Yeah. Whoa, the new one's out today. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm immediately out of touch. Oh, my goodness. I just love that show so much. I'm so glad you're watching it. Who's your favorite character so far? The dog drinking water in the background. (laughs) Well, that's just here. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I like Eagly. Eagly is so great. What an awesome... But Vigilante is pretty great, too. Vigilante is hilarious. I really like all of them. I really like... uh, Who's the boss of them? Marv? Mern. Mern. Okay, Mern. I really like Mern a lot. (laughs) Really? I don't like Mern at all. I don't trust Mern. I just love how completely fed up with all of them he is. Yeah, and they've earned it, but... Yeah, for sure. Oh, now he's eating. Wow. Thank you, Doc. Okay, well, that was a great introduction. A show that people might or might not have seen and us talking in depth about the characters of it. Great. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Game Therapy. Welcome to Game Therapy, a podcast on gaming and mental health. Hello, and welcome to Game Therapy. Damn it. Now you do it. Welcome to Game Therapy. I am one of your hosts, Chris. And I'm his sister, Steph. And today we're going to talk about another gentle game. This one I'm very excited for. I know probably a lot of people had heard of Stardew. But I feel like today's game is one that really flew under a lot of people's radar. And I love to recommend this game to people when they ask me what's a great game to play. Yeah, we have a history with this game. We do. And this is honestly one of my favorite gaming experiences of all time was our co-op playthrough of Terraria. Yes, Terraria. Yep. So what is Terraria? It is a sandbox exploration game. Right. And... It's often classed as a survival game, which I think is fair. It has a lot of the elements of a survival game. Yeah. You've got night hordes that uh, you need to kind of hide from. You've got crafting and uh, resource mining, base building. Yeah, but no thirst or hunger. Right. Which is great, because I am not about those things in most games. I think if I was summing it up in one sentence, I would call it a 2D Minecraft yeah, I think that's what a lot of people would consider it. Yeah, though I've never, I have to admit, I've never played Minecraft, so I'm not sure exactly how accurate that is. No, it's too popular now. We'd be... <laughs> we should have played it before it was cool. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it, the the game is fantastic. It's it's 2D. It's in a 16-bit style. It's that pixel art that was very popular when it came out. Yeah, you're just a tiny little pixel person on this big screen. Yeah. And as you said, it's a sandbox, although they're is a really, I think, lovely progression to it. I mean, it's not aimless. As you gear up, you'll be better able to explore and fight. And Yeah, no, there is leveling up. Like, you start off with, like, a wood sword or whatever, and you work your way up to copper and other other better swords. You find stuff. And it all takes... It's uh, what, What really strikes me about Terraria is it all takes place on a 2D map, and yet they've been able to imbue that with such a fantastic depth right and it's procedurally generated so you'll never have the same experience twice no it's definitely infinitely replayable i mean you'll have the same progression series you'll have the same biomes that you'll be trying to reach and the same bosses you'll be trying to overcome but yeah, yeah. but it will be randomized and 
some biomes show up in certain maps and sometimes they don't. Correct. So like, for example, there's the pyramid biome. Mm-hmm. we played the game for many hours and then we were like, I found out there's a pyramid biome and we don't have it on this map. Yeah, yeah. And so we had to start a new map just to learn everything there was to learn. And I would imagine probably there have been many more editions since then. Oh, yes. Because we played, what, four or five years ago at this point, don't you think? Oh, longer than that. It came out in 2011. Okay, wow. came out 10 years, 11 years ago. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, I don't like hearing that very much. <laughs> no. But they have added a lot of content since the beginning. Right. So let's talk about our personal experience with the game. Let's talk about our playthrough. Because you and I played through with my uh, then-girlfriend, Althea. Yes. And... We did a three-player cooperative. We all just showed up in the same world. Yep. And we played that nightly for several weeks, maybe a month. Yeah. Like, every night we were like, Terraria? Yeah. (laughs) And it was great. We'd jump in there for hours and... I mean, this game really shines in co-op. I've, it does. I've I played agree. it single player a little bit, but really co-ops, co-op is where it's at with this game. I agree. Finding the extra resources, having an extra pair of hands, um, more in-depth exploration of the map. It really, really is best with other people. For sure. And like we talked about with Stardew Co-op, it's really nice. That My favorite thing about it was the division of labor. Yeah. It was great. I mean, you kind of went and explored and mined and Alfie kind of built the base and really was super into organization yeah how she'd organize all the boxes yeah and you would go off and find something to fight yeah chris pretty much just sat around and showed up when there was a boss yeah because there are bosses yeah and the bosses are excellent yeah i was Consider So I was looking through the bosses, and I was surprised at how horror-centric they are. I know. I mean, I did wonder when I was writing up my my uh, notes for this episode whether some of what I loved about this game was how deeply it, it mines the Cthulhu mythos yeah, and things like that. I really love cosmic horror, and clearly so do the developers of Terraria. Yeah, but I would say these aren't—I mean, this isn't a horror game. Obviously, no, it, for it's sure. very lighthearted. It's got cute little music and everything. Uh, but, you know, the zombies, there are zombies that come out at night. So the first boss is the Eye of Cthulhu, and it actually shows up randomly. It's a random spawn. You can force it to show up, but you're just playing the game. And then a little text shows up at the bottom. That, what does it say? It's some ominous text. It is. And a little bit obscure you're not sure what's going on i, yeah, it's I like read it and i was like what did you do steph it's something along the lines of like you feel a tingle in your spine right i don't yeah. think that's it but you know something along those lines and we're like what's the game trying to tell me <laughs> and then shortly after that the eye of cthulhu shows up right for the first time and kills you suddenly on voice chat there it is yeah i did all screaming yeah <laughs> The screams of the damned. Yeah, so I mean, it is like, it's a big boss and it's scary, but it's not a horror boss. It's not a Resident Evil wall of flesh boss. It's No. It's no. just a boss. And I mean, though there is combat in the game and though you get better weapons and some pretty neat ones. I mean, you'll get, uh, you know, projectile weapons. You'll get guns and stuff like that. Yeah, there's like magic rods. There's, yeah, there are guns, aren't there? I thought you get so. get flails. Yeah, I think a flamethrower. I mean, you get all sorts of things. Yeah, they have fun with them. The the combat, this is not Contra or anything. This is not a super high level combat. I mean, this is basically the same as, the same principle as mining. You're basically mining the boss with your tools, you know. just Yeah, but I don't know. Remember kick. we set up a uh, boss arena. 
right next to I our base. I forgot about the boss arena where we would summon them. And yeah, then we, so we set up boxes we would knock down, uh, explodable crates we would knock down. Yeah, on. and little healing positions. Oh, man. Because you could put we like campfires so and stuff that would buff your healing. Yeah. No, it was fun, though. It was really fun that you could build your own boss arena to make bosses easier. Yeah. But again, that, that harkens back to like what this game is about. It's like an exploration and a building game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it does that just fantastically. And and like I said, the the sense of exploration is great, not just in finding the new biomes, but even the bosses. You know, I mean, they did do nifty little things like the obscure text that you get mm-hmm. when it comes. And you find these uh, items that you're going to use to summon. Yeah, you can build bosses. them or you can find them. Yeah. And I mean, that's exploration, too. You're You're finding these items and you're like, what does this do? And then you use it and suddenly you're facing a giant... Uh, it's funny that you said that there's not a wall of flesh in this game, like Resident Evil, considering that one of the bosses, I think, is literally titled The Wall of Flesh. That used it? to be the final boss. I don't know if there's a new final one, a yeah. bigger one since then, but uh, I don't want to tell too much about the game because I feel like the exploration and the learning, like finding new things and being like, what is that? That's a good point because I remember you were very nice to be the spoiler sponge for us. You would soak up the spoilers by reading what we needed to do next. At a certain point, but like yeah. when we first started the game, I was like, what are we doing? And you're like, I don't know. I didn't want to look anything up because I didn't want any spoilers. Right. And so I... for the first like week of the game, we were just like, what are we doing? I don't know. But we're having fun doing it. And we'd come back and suddenly we'd have this crystal palace of a base. Yeah, exactly. But Althea would be like, look, I built chandeliers. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so we spoiled you on the first boss and stuff. But I really do think that finding this stuff for the first time yourself in the game is an integral part of this game. For sure. All right, so we've talked about the exploration. We talked about the music, which I think is just stunning. It's really great. Yeah, it's music. like a balm to my nerves when I hear this music again. I, I think know. I had it as a ringtone for a while. For a while you did, and every time I heard it, I just had this interior smile. It was such a yeah, nice little song. It's great music, and, you know, it's a game that even with all these great elements, it's even better than the sum of its parts. Mm-hmm. It just, it all comes together in this cohesive, really wonderful package. Yeah, I I would say this is my number one game for a game where I just want to go find stuff. Yeah. Be- oh, wow. There are, I mean, for a crafting game even, there are just thousands of items you can find and or build. Yeah. And a lot of them really deeply change the mechanics of the game, or at mm-hmm. least how you're interacting with the world. I mean, you get rocket boots at a certain point. Right, but also there's so much stuff that's been added since we've played. We really need to dive there's back There's like in. mounts and stuff. I'm excited to play it on the Steam Deck. I think it'll really shine on the Steam Deck. Yeah, I think so too. I have it on mobile, but I find that the mobile controls are overbaked a little bit. Mm-hmm. That when I look at them, I'm intimidated. Right, I've played it on... Not on a phone, but I've played it on iPad, mm-hmm. and I find it works okay with the touch interface. Yeah. I think I prefer touch to controller, but I think the best way to play Terraria is probably on a PC. Yeah, when we Mouse originally played it- really works. Yeah, when we originally played it, I played it on a gaming laptop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I just I, played it in my lap, clacking on the keys, panicking, jumping. I thought that worked really well. And yeah. I guess while we're here, we might as well talk about what it's on. So everything. Basically everything. Right? Yeah, you it's can play it on PC. a potato. It's on PC. It's mobile. 
it's on PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Yeah, it's everywhere. And, and it's usually pretty cheap. Right. And it is really, it's a nice little game to have mobile, even if it, the controls aren't the best, because it's really nice to just sit on the couch and just poke around. Uh, sometimes I used to just boot up a new world on my phone and be like, I just want to find something. And you do always find something. Like sometimes there's an abandoned tree fort or, you know, you find the pyramids or or just these procedurally generated houses that are now empty that you get to loot. Right. I do really appreciate it when a procedurally generated world builds you this sort of still a world that still feels sort of lived in. Yeah, it's not an empty world. No. It is just full, brimming with stuff and life and things. And I very very rarely ran into anything that felt, you know, game-breaking, which, you know, I mean, a good procedurally generated game, you shouldn't. But I've played games that weren't so great where uh, you would sometimes run into something that was either, you know, game-breaking or at the least incredibly difficult when it wasn't intended to be. Yeah, well, I know sometimes I mean, you get frustrated sometimes when you run into something that kills you and you run back and it immediately kills you again. And you're like, I'm done. I'm done I here. Know. I do. And it yeah. happens. But uh, one thing I find important about this game is that the death is very low stakes. For sure. You I, just drop I've forgotten. Your, what happens? You drop it and you go back? You drop your money. Yeah. That's it. Oh, okay. So you even your it. items are returned to you? Yeah. Okay. So, and then there's like a little grave marker where you died. <laughs> Mm. Um, and usually you end up dying like deep in the crust of the earth. Yeah. Um, and you're like, I could go back for that. Like you probably will, honestly, because you were in the middle of an exploration run. You're probably going back to where your tunnel was dug. Yeah, exactly. Continue digging. Yeah. Um, unless it was something big and horrible that killed you. But uh, yeah, I always find that low stakes death really helps me in a video game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I consider this to be a gentle game. Because you can jump in a hole and immediately die. And then you just show up back at your base like nothing happened. You're like, well, I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to keep finding new stuff and I'm going to avoid that one hole. Mm -hmm. And while we're on the uh, what we really like about the game, I mean, we've talked about Stardew and we talked about Astroneer last week. And like that, and I think we're probably identifying something that we really like in games. This was clearly a labor of love. Yeah. The developers, I mean, this came out in 2011. The developers are still adding to it. The developers mm-hmm. are still listening to what their players like and don't like, and they're still throwing stuff in there, and it's great. And there's an active community around it as well that builds a lot of mods. Yeah, I remember when it first came out, everybody was like, oh my gosh, when is Terraria 2 coming out? And they're like, we're just going to keep adding stuff to Terraria 1. <laughs> There was talk of a Terraria 2, but I haven't heard anything about it for many years. Well, they were going to do Terraria Otherworld. Right. Yeah. Which was going to be like a, an, it was going to be an adventure story mode. Yeah, okay. With the Terraria framework, mm-hmm. but that they just decided they weren't going to do that anymore. And okay. they just kept adding to Terraria, which I think was good. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely incredible. And you know, there have been copycats over the years, there's Star 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 Deck. Is it called Star Starlink? Star, no, not Starlink. It's shoot. I should have researched that. Anyway, there's there's a sort of sci-fi uh, take on it, but I, I don't know. There's really nothing like Terraria. I've right. never played anything exactly like it before or since. Mm-hmm. 
and it just really where it shines it succeeds like nothing else yeah so also i wanted to talk about that since we said we were going to talk about this i booted up i booted it up Mm -hmm. yesterday and played some have you played it recently i haven't touched it not for five years or whatever so i downloaded it on steam uh on my pc and just booted it up and what they recommend now is actually something called journey mode okay which is great actually because i remember i got terraria in one of steam's old-fashioned good bundles Mm -hmm. you know the ones that they used to do that were a really good deal that you were like i don't know half the game's in here but it's ten dollars you know i miss those so badly not least because back then they really were good bundles like they were just you know, the cream of the crop of what was selling well on the Steam store. Exactly. It, it wasn't get... like, oh, we got this developer to add this in, even though nobody wants it. Right. No. That, early it used Ste- to be curated. I hate to be those those guys, but here we are. But know. that's how I originally got Terraria. Yeah. And I didn't even know what it was. And you were looking through my Steam library, and you were like, oh, you got Terraria. I heard that one's great. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And you were like, boot it up. And I knew zero about it. Yeah. And so you boot up, and you're in this little grassy area. And Chris was like, move forward. And so I like walk forward and I fall into a cave and it's pitch black. <laughs> and neither of us understood. I don't think that this was like randomized. And if you fall into a hole, maybe you have to start over. <laughs> right. Like, because I didn't have any torches. I didn't have any tools. I had nothing. Yeah. Except blackness surrounding me. Yeah. And I just, I closed the game. I was yeah. like, all right, well, that, that was, was Terraria. That was Terraria. Because it doesn't, I mean, it's first impression. You're exactly right, Steph. When you first boot up Terraria. There's no tutorial. There's no tutorial. You have no idea what's going on. So Journey Mode corrects this, does it? Somewhat. So there's still no tutorial, but they do give you tools. Okay. So you start with a sword. You start with a pickaxe. You start with a regular axe. You start with a hammer. You, I mean, they even give you a return mirror. Which means if you're like far from home and you click this return mirror, it automatically returns you to your home base. That's wonderful because I remember that being sort of a late tier. Yeah, that item. used to be late game content. Yeah. But uh, Journey Mode just gives you this stuff so that you can just hop in and learn the basics of the game. I think which that's is genius. Great. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I hopped into when I downloaded it. And um, oh my gosh, they've added so much, Chris. I don't really? even know where to start. Well, lay something on me. What you got? So there's a research module now. That Interesting. Makes it so if you feed this research module enough of a resource, it makes it unlimited. Oh wow, that's really wonderful. Yeah. So I went down in the caves, and I didn't even notice this research module existed. I kept push, pushing C to get to the craft menu, but if the craft menu was already open, and you push C again, it goes to the research module. Which is these two little grabby arms that smush whatever, whatever's between them. And I was like, what is that? And I'm a little bit familiar with this because I've been playing Raft with my friends. Yeah. But there's a research table and you feed it items and it gives you new items to craft. But it eats the item. That is such a high level quality of life improvement. Yeah. Because so often in these games you find yourself just kind of you know, running for base level resources because you've run out of yeah. you know, wood or something it's stupid like that. That's wonderful to, you know, get you acquainted with mining these resources, but then making them unlimited after that. Yeah. So, for example, like copper ore is the baseline ore. 
if you feed it 100 bits of copper ore, you can just produce copper ore. That's beautiful. I like that a lot. You just go to this little uh, grabby menu and it gives you 999 copper ore. Oh, wow. Is um, there a time? Is this a timer or something? It builds this ore up in it, or no, is it just forever? It's You're just got forever. Unlimited copper. Okay. So basically, they're assuming that if you are deep enough into the game to find 100 copper ore, you no longer have to mine copper ore. Genius. I really like that. Yeah, and it. I mean, it's for everything. So like gold ore, which is much rarer. I only made it to like 32 out of 100. Mm-hmm. So like, I didn't have unlimited gold ore yet. But this was something that I was like, I wish there were more people here. I wish it wasn't just me. But again, this is in journey mode. I don't know if this is in regular mode, but that's just a really big quality of life improvement for somebody who's like, I just want to play this game without the grind. Right. So it's like the closest, this is like the closest to pure exploration Terraria gets. Wonderful. And that's really one of its best features. Yeah. Yeah. So how does does this game foster positivity? What makes this game... A good one to pick up if you're in search of a gentle game. So I think that this feels great for me as little pings of serotonin when you find something new and you're like, I just want to explore this and feel something new. Right. And survival crafting games in general, I think, really scratch that itch. I think that's why that genre is in ascension as it is right now is because you're just constantly being given positive feedback. Right. And there's always something new in Terraria. Because there's biomes around you, but there's also biomes below you. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing to really point out about this game. I would say most of it is underground. So be aware of that. Because it doesn't tell you that. It doesn't tell you anything. No spoilers here, but if you're in the mood for it, Google Elevator and you're in for some fun. (laughs) Yeah. How do you think this uh, game is good for you? For me, really co-op is where it shines and co-op this is one of my favorite experiences I've ever had playing with friends. I really, when I think of the many, many games that I've, that you and I have played together, this is easily in the top five. And honestly, this is my favorite one we've played together. I love this game. Yeah. I have so many happy memories playing this one. We just had so much fun. Every night was a new adventure. It felt like everybody had their part to play in it. Mm -hmm. And when we would get together in those boss arenas when we were all ready, that felt incredible. Yeah, I would say like it lets you split up and do what you want. Someone says, oh, I kept dying in the forest biome, so I'm just going to go to the ice biome for a while, okay? And then it brings you right back together when you're like, the, the boss is here. I need your help. Please come. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so splits you apart, brings you together, lets you do what you want. And I think, you know, as I'm thinking about what I'm looking for from games this year and uh, just more of. And it, co-op is much more important to me right now. I really like yeah. the connection that it fosters and just being able to hang out with people that I otherwise wouldn't get to hang out with. Yeah, I would say hour per hour, I play more co-op games than I do single player these days. Yeah, I, I think it's great. Yeah, I was thinking about booting up co-op Beat Saber tonight. That's fun. Yeah. And, and you and I got a couple co-op games recently. We've got Valheim. Yeah, we're going to try Valheim. And uh, we've been playing Factorio and loving it. Yeah, The factory must grow. I want to kill the bugs, but Chris says I shouldn't. <laughs> All right. Even if we are kind of the bad guys. 
We are definitely the bad guys. We are the the villains from Captain Planet here. We're the capitalist society invading this planet. 100%. All right, well, I think that does it for Terraria. Steph, where can people find us on the web? They can find us on Twitter, at Game Therapy Life, or on the search bar at GameTherapy.life. There Just you go. Type Easy in, as that. You can type it in it, with the keyboard. HTTPS forward slash. Forward slash. Okay, great. Thanks, thanks everybody for listening. I hope these gentle games are uh, some good suggestions for people. I hope you're enjoying playing them. And uh, thanks for tuning in. I have one more thing. Okay, go for it. You can play with up to eight players, <laughs> and they have co they have couch co op now, Chris. Oh, that's beautiful. That's yeah. really nice. I don't know how that works. I mean, I think split screen. Okay. We can try it. All right. We should try it. You okay. should try it. Sounds good. Bye. Bye bye. Is that good?